knew that. I knew it was hard. But finally, after years and years and years, I was able to do a swap with a kid who probably didn't know the value of his badge. And I got the Queensland Junior Rugby Union badge. It was a good swap. I don't know why it's directly beneath a New Zealand Rugby Football Union uh, fern there. But it was a good exchange. And I don't know what comes to your mind when you think about in your life there's been some good exchanges. We see sometimes things in Disney characters where people get a good exchange. Cinderella went from cleaning, cooking, clearing the clutter of her wicked stepmother and in the blink of an eye becomes the belle of the boar. Pretty good exchange for her. We have other characters, uh, including Aladdin, a petty thief who becomes the prince. He did all right. Then we go to the Bible and there's lots of them in there. We think about David. He used to serve his brothers, bring them some lunch. He used to tend the sheep. But a day came where he took down the giants and he was victorious and he went from the little, the little boy out there tending the sheep and the flock and he goes to be king. It's a great exchange. I think about Joseph who one day finds himself in uh, the prison, not doing too well, seemingly in life, but in an instant it's like he goes from the prison to the second most powerful person in all of Egypt under Pharaoh, that is a pretty good exchange. And we could go on with examples and other things and I'm sure there might be things in your world that you're thinking of right now. I bet you I'm the only person here who did the rugby badge thing. However, a great exchange. But we're here today to remind ourselves and remember the, the greatest exchange that there ever has been. You see, when Jesus went to that cross, he went and he took our sin. He exchanged something. He exchanged something and we benefit so greatly out of that. Because on the Friday, he took the sins of the world and in incredible pain, he took them to a cross. But the wonderful news is he raised again. And on the Sunday, the tomb was empty. But there was a great exchange that took place. Our sin The agony and the death of that was exchanged for glory and life everlasting. And I'm so grateful of that in my world. And I'm sure we all are here today, those of us that truly follow the Lord and have him as Lord of our life. And it was important that the tomb was empty because if it wasn't, we would still be lost in our sin. Our death would still rule in the hearts of people. And Easter, well, what Easter? But the good news is it was empty. 1 Corinthians 15, 13 and 14 says, But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not written, then, e, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Who's glad that the tomb was empty here today? Can we give the Lord a round of applause for that? It is good news. It is good news. And there is a mighty exchange that took place. The Apostle Paul writes this in Romans 3, 21 and 22. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. See, our faith in Christ, we actually get righteousness from God. We get righteousness from God. This is called the imputed righteousness. To impute something is to ascribe or attribute something to someone. When we place our faith in Christ, God ascribes 
the perfect righteousness of Christ to our account. To our account. How good is that? To our account so that we become perfect in his sight. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake he made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What a beautiful thing. Not only is Christ's righteousness imputed to us through faith, but our sin is imputed to Christ. That is how Christ paid our sin debt to God. He had no sin in himself, but he took some sin to the cross, and it was our sin. And the great exchange is sin for righteousness of God. Isn't that the ultimate exchange? That is the great exchange that we're focusing on and we are celebrating and we are thanking our Lord Jesus Christ that we walk in that today. He suffers for our gain. He goes so we don't have to go. He took our sin. He took it and it was a brutal death. I'm sure many of us have seen the passion of the Christ. Oh, I'll tell you what, it is a good thing to watch at times because it is a fresh reminder of the rawness and the pure agony and pain that death by that way on a cross was. We need to remember that. We need to remember that and just always have that grateful heart on the inside of us because it was our penalty. It was what our sin deserved. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. It is the great exchange. It makes my tennis racket look pretty poor. This is the great exchange. This is the Easter story, that that is available for each and every one of us. Can I give us a tip here today? I think one of the greatest things for life is to frequently take a moment out, some quietness before the Lord, ask for forgiveness of your sins, ask to be washed and just actually sit in that righteousness of God that comes to us and is there for us to walk in. Because it's there for us. We don't have to carry the guilt and the shame of our past wrongdoings. And obviously there's a moment in many of our lives, it was for t- when I was 12 years of age, where I made that decision to follow him forever. But it's an ongoing thing that I need to keep praying because I'm human and I make errors. And it's that thing where you get to come before God and say, I'm so sorry. But I want us to remember that once we say that, we are forgiven. It is done. It is forgotten by God. We don't have to carry the guilt, the shame, or the weight of that ever again. It is gone. And I love that it is for every single one of us. We can all take up this offer. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus, if you're not following him, the end of the service, there will be an opportunity to do that. And it is the great exchange. It doesn't get any greater. I spent many years, 15 years of my life, in sales at an IT company. And occasionally... One of the vendors would come up with a really good deal where it was almost like, oh, you get like your old printer and we'll exchange it for a new one. You know, there might be a, a little cost, but it was like this great exchange and your sales would go through the roof. Everyone saw it because they just saw it as something great. Well, I can, tell, I can tell you today, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is good 
news here today. And it is worth us coming to him and actually taking God up on the offer of saying, yes, here today, I am going to exchange all of my bad, my sins and my wrongs, and I'm exchanging it for the rightfulness, the righteousness of Christ. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I have a friend of mine who made this statement the other day. Jesus didn't die on the cross to give you more options. He died on the cross so you would actually have an option. There is one option to heaven. There is one option on this planet to have your sins forgiven. And that option is Jesus Christ. There is no other way. There's no meditation. There's no course. There's no money. There is no other way to receive the forgiveness of your sins other than the cross of Jesus Christ. That is the only way. That is the only way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. That is the only way. There is no other option. It has been done for us. We just need to be part of the great exchange. The great exchange. And I love it. What a great place to live. If you can live where the burdens and the weight of the sin of our past doesn't weigh you down. And across this room, we have all failed. We have done things wrong. Things obviously pop into our mind of, of things that we regret doing. But can I tell you, in Christ, you do not have to carry the weight of these things. They do not have to weigh you down. They do not have to pull you to the ground. You can bust out of them. And even on this day, maybe you struggle with things of the past. Today can be your, your day. Psalms 38.4 talks about sin as a burden. For my sins overwhelm me like a heavy load. They are too much for me to bear. And it is true, sin can be like that. But Jesus is there to take them all away. When I was a young boy attending the church that I grew up with, one day it was organised in our youth group to go on a kind of camp walk, we were told. Where we were actually travelling from was a place called Bundina to Otford, just south of Sydney, just on the other side of the the water from Cronulla. And this was a camp, and my brother, Fergus, is here today, was on this camp, and we had a bit of a problem on this camp because it wasn't clearly stipulated to all the youth that were going that we were pretty much walking the whole two days because that was what it was actually like. This is a 32.8-kilometre walk that we made a lot longer because we decided to avoid an area that had leeches in we found out later on although many of us got leeches still but it was a big walk and a lot of people it had not sunk at all into them that as they were preparing that they should have packed light because they had a long walk ahead of them i remember some dear friends of mine arrived with a barbecue and a gas bottle who knows you don't do that but they thought it would be a good idea to really have a good dinner on the Saturday night. They had a barbecue and a gas bottle. We had another friend of ours from our high school. She arrived and she was a late entrance. I think she only found out the night before. She, her, her family was like a sporting family. She came with one of those massive sport bags and a boomerang pillow. A boomerang pillow. We're walking for two days. It's not about comfort and carrying a boomerang, massive big pillow. So all these people were walking up and bringing just a lot of gear, their tents and their food and bags and too many clothes and probably footballs. People were just bringing too many things. It was a long day of transit early on the Saturday morning till we got to the start of it. So it was already a late start and we were just walking and walking and walking and walking. 
until we got to the place that night where we, uh, we were setting up camp and you could tell people were, they were weary. This thing that you expect to be fun all of a sudden wasn't too fun as people realised how long this walk was. And I tell you, it's a beautiful national park. The scenery is great, but I don't think a lot of people took the time to enjoy the scenery because of the pain of walking so far with so much gear. And as we got up the next day, being a youth camp, you can imagine we barely slept on the Saturday night. We had a long way to go until we got to Otford, where we then had to get a train and come back to Sydney. And what happened as people started to walk, there was many tears. There's a lot of people, particularly these smaller frame people and some of the females were struggling to carry their gear. And I remember this clearly because my brother was one of the youth leaders. I was just one of the attendees, so I was off scot-free. But he would see these girls almost in agony, just struggling to carry the weight of their things. And he would be like, oh, maybe I'll take your tent. And I remember as that Sunday drew on, my brother, he could have started a camping store because on top of his backpack, he just had like tents and tents and tents and tents and a bag and a bag and tent. And he would have to like shuffle along because he could barely move his legs because he was trying to bear the burden that so many people were struggling to carry. He was trying to carry the burden because it was hard. I don't know if the gas bottle ever made it. I don't know what happened to the boomerang pillow. But it was hard. But there were some people willing to carry the burden. And that's exactly what Jesus does for us. He's willing to carry that burden. We can walk this life and we can walk it light. But I tell you what, it all comes down. It all comes down to resting in Him, to drawing near to Him, to bringing Him everything in this life. There's no other way. There's no other way. It's the way to do it, to come to Him. All of our weaknesses, all of our struggles, all of the things that weigh us down in this life and come and say, God, I come to you. I place them at the cross. Oh, take the weight off me. And I love that our God, oh, he loves it when his people come to him like that, humble-hearted, willing to say, come and touch me. Come and touch me. Bundina to Otford. Some people actually made some shirts after that weekend because it was such an accomplishment. Two years later, I'm walking down to the, a beach down a steep driveway with a friend of mine. He wasn't a Christian. I took him from my school and he's limping. And I'm like, why are you limping? He goes, you know, the blooming thing you took me on, that Bazina to Watford. He was like still limping from a bad knee. There's a few little things like that. But overall, we saw some heroes, including my brother, who would carry the weight. He would carry the weight. So I want to remind us here today, some of the great benefits we have because of the Easter story. Uh, of course, the power of sin was completely annihilated through the blood of Jesus Christ. Blood was split, uh, spilt on that day, but it wasn't an act to take away life that we see so often. It was an act to give life. It was the greatest act of love the world has ever seen or ever will see. It was love, Jesus dying on that cross. It was an act of love, and we remember that today the death and the beautiful resurrection of Christ, of Christ. So the power of sin does not need to reign in our lives. Colossians 2.15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. The power of sin is broken, doesn't need to rule your life any longer. Here today, you can come. 
You can ask for forgiveness. We'll have an opportunity at the end of the service. You can be set free of all of your past. Isn't that a miracle? Isn't that the great exchange right there? Another thing is Christ took away grounds for any accusation and justification through the work of the cross. Don't let the enemy be an accuser over your life. Rise above this. He would love to keep pulling you down, pulling you down, reminding you of the past. We need to remember when we come and we do that great exchange, who we are, who we become, sons and daughters of the Most High God. And I love that because it's out of that. It's out of that. We don't have to carry accusation. We are justified. We are cleansed. We are free. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I love that attribute of God. He is not the one to accuse. He is the one, of course, who wants us to come to him, ask for forgiveness, but he washes us clean. He's not pointing the finger. He has this deep love for us. It's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing that we can all carry in this life is just that. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And he rose in victory. I'm really competitive. Can I ask any of my family members here today? Not quite as competitive as my brother, but I'm pretty close to it. I don't like to lose. I like words like winning and triumph and victory. I don't like the other words of, you know, defeat and loss and you're beaten. And I'm just grateful that when we follow Jesus Christ, the victory is won. He has won the victory. It is done. It is finished. He has won. He has defeated death. He's defeated the enemy. He rises in victory. And I love that. I love that. It's like when you're at school and, uh, you know, the old days of school sport, it was always like, pick two captains. The captains would come out and they'd start selecting who they wanted in the team. I had two things that I wanted to happen. I wanted to not be picked last. I wanted to be picked up the top end. And I wanted to be on the winning side. I wanted to hope. I'd hope that I'd be on that winning side and sometimes you'd know the two captains and the one captain would start picking his friends. Bad move. You don't pick friends if you want to win. You pick the best. It's all about picking the best. And you'd see someone picking the best and you're like, I want to be on that side. I want to be on the winning side. I want to hold the victory at the end of today, at the end of uh, cricket or whatever we're doing at a school sport. But do you know what? I love it with Jesus because he wants everyone on his side. It is there for all of us. And he's already won. Can we give him a round of applause? He has won. The victory is his. And we truly can continually come to him because his victory is a complete victory. There's nothing left undone. There's nothing in your life that it's like, I can go to this, to God for this, but he's got no idea about how to handle this situation or that. He's got it all. He's got it all. We can go to him on all things, on all things. We bring it to the cross. We have this great exchange of sin, but so many other things. That video we watched at the start, the very start of that said this, now every one of us knows that there is something wrong inside. We have a tendency within us. And it's so true, there is a tendency within us. You see, with sin, it's like when we're born, it's like the bowling ball. You know how the bowling ball, for anyone who's played, the lawn bowls, it's weighted on one side. So it just always goes that same side every time. And when we're born, it's like that in life. That's where we go. We go to where sin is. But there can be a day that comes. There can be a day where that can be transferred and that ball is flipped on its side and all of a sudden you start going towards making the good decisions. 
the power of the sin doesn't hold the power anymore. You start making one good decision. You start going again. You start going again. You start going again. That's life in Christ as he molds us into what he wants us to become. We become better people in him. That's why we need the church. We need each other. We need connect groups. We need to be in the word. We need to be praying because it's not easy. The pull the other way is not always easy. But as you start standing on the rock of Jesus Christ and truly putting your life in his hands, I tell you what, you start making the good decisions. Start making the good decisions. We saw in that video a whole lot of sins and things start coming up on that cross, sin and envy and gossip and rage and hate and fear and disbelief, murder, sloth, pride, slander, wrath, lies, anger, disunity, legalism, discord, adultery, all these things that maybe even today some of us might still struggle in some of these things. Oh, again, there's only one who can forgive. There is only one who can forgive. And we just have to repent. It's so easy. You don't have to be here today to receive this great exchange and have life perfect or close to it. Jesus accepts all, no matter what, no matter what has happened, even last night, on Friday night, last week, even this morning. He is here today to accept you as you are. And I love that. I love that. The great exchange. Today, you can be free of any sin ever in your life. But I just want to touch on a few things. We're drawing to a close in a moment. But there's other things that we struggle with in life. And I just love that, as I said before, everything was done on that cross. And we can come with any struggle in our life, any struggle that's on our life, any blockage, pain, concern. As we draw near to him, I know that our God loves to touch his people. He loves to help us out. And a few things as I was preparing, this word that were placed on my heart, I believe. I believe there's people here today and you do actually carry the guilt of past sin. Oh, today you can be free of that. You can be free of that. That is not the God. He doesn't want to keep reminding you of that. Story in the Bible, the lady caught in the act of adultery. But as she's thrown before Jesus, I love that Jesus, he bends down and he tells those, the accusers that came, if any of you are perfect, you can throw the first stone. They started leaving one by one. Starting at the eldest, they started leaving. And Jesus just says beautiful words. They're not condemning you, either do I. But then he says, go and sin no more. He wanted her to repent. He wanted her to turn around. But how loving and accepting was he? And that's here for all of us today. Be free today of past sin and guilt off your life. Sickness. As Pastor Nat mentioned, we, after the service today, we're going to have a team down here. If you're carrying sickness here today, and many of us do, come to the cross, come to Jesus. We're seeing amazing miracles of people with all sorts of illnesses, sicknesses and diseases being healed in the name of Jesus. If you're here today and you are sick, come to him. Jesus in Matthew 14, 14, it says, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. That is the Jesus. That is the Jesus that we worship here today. Oh, how he loves to heal the sick. If you're here today and you're carrying grief, 
If your heart is heavy with grief today, I believe God wants to touch you. He wants to minister to you. He wants to heal some of the pain and the hurt that is in your heart today. Psalms 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. For some of you, you feel like that's happening right now. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, his help is there, here today. Isaiah 41.10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is here today for any of you carrying grief, maybe the passing of a loved one, a disconnection with a loved one, or whatever it is today, believing that God can touch you. These aren't my words. These are words out of the Holy Scriptures here today to touch you. Maybe you're here today and you're carrying worry and anxiety. Come to the one who can give you peace, peace better than any other, peace that you won't find in a drink of alcohol. It's peace you won't find in sitting and meditating and clearing a mind. It's peace found in Jesus Christ. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Swap it today. This is the great exchange. You can be struggling in any of these and today you can come to him and say, take it away, take it away, take the pain, take the agony, take what I'm struggling with and release it from my life today. Jesus can take the weight. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Maybe you're here today and there's a bit of a weight you carry. You're wondering about what your purpose is and what your destiny is. Here today. Because this life goes quick. Feels like the other day. I was in my parents' backyard hitting golf balls and last weekend my son was hitting golf balls in my backyard. It feels like it's going really, really fast and really, really quick. And I just love when you come and you bring your life to him. You take your hands off the steering wheel and you say, okay, God, you take control. You guide my future. You have where I'm going in the, in the days and weeks and months and years ahead. I love what God does with a life. And he can do it to all of us. I've seen him do it in my life. He can do it in your life. Our God, oh, how he loves to get his hands on a life that just says, I give you my all. I give you my life. I dedicate my life to yours. And he can give us great purpose, great destiny. I love how the Bible says he knows the plans. He knows the plans he has for us. And they're really good plans. They're really good plans. He knows them. He knows them. Here today, purpose and destiny can sit in the depths of your heart. You have the great exchange. Addictions. For some of you here today, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to break addictions off your life. And this can happen here today. It can be on this day that you step over a new threshold. 
Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There is a power that you can carry. The power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I have to go so I can leave the Holy Spirit here for you. And if we'll just tap into that and the power of that, you can have a power on the inside of you to come against the things that seem to just be so easy for you to fall into. But with God, with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can have that in your life and you can have a newfound power, a newfound power to restrict these things. And as the band comes, the last one here this morning, I just want to touch on is fear. The Bible says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. As we read before, I will strengthen you. There is a fear that so many people carry. There is a fear that is there so often. But do you know what? God does not want us to have fear. He wants us to have faith. And there's no better grounding than faith, than knowing that he came, he died, he's risen again, the tomb's empty, that our books are written in the book of life, that this life here is just going to go fast before we graduate to heaven. When you have just a deep faith, knowing that God is real, knowing that God is alive, oh, what a great way to live. Fear doesn't need to grip you. The worries of this world and the concerns don't need to be there because of the great exchange. Because of the great exchange. And I believe today can be the day for many of us to say, Hey, Hartley, I want to exchange. I want the great exchange. I'm here today and I want to exchange all the the things in my life, all the sins of my past and exchange that like we mentioned at, at the start. To exchange that, to be cleansed, to be washed whiter than snow. And we can have that here today. We can have that here today. We started the service at the top end watching a great video and I'm just in a moment going to just roll the end of that video because it really this beautiful this beautiful sounding voice of a, a great man of God as he declares what God can do in someone's life and what he can do to take away those things oh what a great just a great thing to remember as we come to him all the sins all the things that we've done wrong can be stripped away. So let's look at this one more time here in this service. It's a beautiful bit. These great words streaming across, taking away, taking away our sins, having them fallen to the ground, having them disappear. You can spin that now, that'd be great. But here is the Christian gospel, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the good news. That God loves us. Because he loves us, he's willing, he's yearning to undertake this great change for us. Only we are willing. And because Christ has died and risen again, I have wonderful news for you here tonight. Hundreds of you here yearn to know what it is to be in the kingdom of God. Hundreds of you want to know the victory that God gives to those that belong to Christ. If you will repent, believe and confess, God will do the rest. He will come into your cleansed being that he now possesses and he will live his life in you. He will give you eternal life, divine life. Right now you will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
and you will live in the kingdom of heaven whilst you're on earth. And when death comes, it won't be death. You'll be with Christ and you'll go into the glories of eternal heaven. That is what God will do for you tonight if you will repent and believe and confess. Beautiful, beautiful. So what we're going to do right now, I'm just going to get everyone to just bow their heads, close their eyes, just to take away some distractions from the end of this morning's beautiful Resurrection Sunday service on this Easter Sunday 2015. If you're here today and you would like to say a prayer, a prayer of repentance, a prayer that just says, it's a quick prayer, but it's the most important thing that you can ever utter out of your mouth. It's a prayer of just saying, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sins. I want to be washed clean here today. I want to be made right before you. If you're here today, you may have never said a prayer like this. In a moment, I'll ask you to raise your hand boldly. Might be sitting next to family or friends. Can I just encourage you here today? Between you and God, have the courage to boldly put up your hand if you'd like to say this. Maybe you're here today and you once said a prayer, but you know, you know you are not living right before God. You know that you might have said it before, but today on this Easter Sunday, you know in your heart you need to say that prayer again. You need to come to Him for the great exchange. You need to have all of your sins today taken away. You can also lift your hand. So right now, in this auditorium, heads bowed amongst friends, I would like you to raise your hand if you are one of those people. You either want to say this prayer for the first time or you've said it before. Thank you, my friend. See those two ladies down the front. I see those hands. Who else is there here today that would like the great exchange to have all of your sins, all of them, stripped away, taken forever, replaced, replaced, washed whiter than snow? Who else is there here today in this auditorium? You'd like to say this prayer. You might have said it before, but you know you've slipped away. You know you need to come back. Who else is there? Easter Sunday morning, 2015. Who else is there? Thank you, my friend. There's more people here. There's three beautiful people that have responded. Thank you, my friend. You can put it down. Who else is there? Thank you. There's another hand. Thank you, my friend. Who else is there here today? You want to respond. You know you need to. This is a call out for you to come out of darkness into light, to come and have all of your sins washed away. Is there anyone else? I'll give this a moment longer. This is the greatest thing you can ever do. I did it at the age of 12. I knelt down by my bed and I said this prayer and my life has never been the same again. In these last few moments, is there anyone else who would like to say this prayer? Wonderful, wonderful fabulous. Can we all look this way? We had a whole bunch of people who responded. They lifted their hands. What we're going to do, I would love to lead you in a prayer. The whole church is going to say this prayer. It's a simple prayer. It's like 30 seconds, but it's a prayer that simply invites Jesus into our hearts. A prayer that we say, I'm sorry. We receive his forgiveness. So what we're going to do right now, we're all going to stand up and all of our beautiful friends, if you could just come down, I'm going to come off the stage, down the front here. We're going to say this prayer together. Wonderful. Do you want to come forward? Thank you. This is wonderful. My friend up here, we're just 
going to say a little prayer with you. Is there anyone else? Keep coming. Other people. Hello, what's your name? Gloria. Beautiful Gloria. Oh, what's your name? Peach. Peach Gloria. Fantastic. What was your name? Mary. Wonderful, wonderful. Is there anyone else here today that would like to say this prayer? This is the great exchange. This is the great exchange. This altar's still open. If there's more that want to come, there's more people coming. Let's give these people a great round of applause. Wonderful, wonderful. God bless you, my friend. Wonderful, wonderful. God bless you. Wonderful. Is there anyone else here today? The great exchange. The great exchange. Wonderful, wonderful. I am so proud of each and every one of you. This is the greatest thing we can ever do in our life. All we're going to do now is I'm going to say a prayer and I'll just get you to repeat the prayer. The whole congregation is going to say this. At the end of that prayer, you would have received Jesus into your life. The old is gone, the new has come. Sins are washed away, forgotten forever. The righteousness of God comes on your life. So let's all say this prayer. You can just repeat these words. Dear God in heaven, I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me today. Wash me clean. I thank you today I'm your child. I decide to follow you all the days of my life. I thank you that today I am cleansed and I am right before you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm just going to pray for each and every one of you. Thank you, Lord, for my friends here. For this boldness to come forward here this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord, that it is a new day. Believe it's a new day for you. God is touching you. This changes it all. Touch my friend. Thank you, Lord God. This man standing before me. Thank you, Lord. Oh, he's always had a plan for you in your life. And it is in him. Watch and see what the Lord will do from this moment on. From this moment on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For this precious life. Jesus went to the cross for this life. Touch this lady here this morning. Fill her with your Holy Spirit. Touch her. Thank you, Lord. Holy God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the power of the enemy is broken off this life, this day for me. This is a new life. This is a new life in Christ. Washed clean. The power of the Holy Spirit is upon our friends here today to give her strength for the days of hell. Strength for the days of hell. Touch her here today. Thank you, Lord. La Baba. Holy God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're home. This is home. This is home for you. The house of God is home. You may not have experienced a good home life in the past, but this is home. You will be loved in this place. You are accepted in this place. God will transform your life in this place. You have come home. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. We have some friends behind you. They would love to give you a Bible and uh, just have a quick chat and a pray with you. Can we just congratulate these people here today? This is wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. That's what it's all about. Seeing people come and say yes to him. That is the miracle of the cross. A miracle of the cross. A life being touched and transformed. It's beautiful. We're about to conclude, but I'd like to do one more thing. As I said, if you're carrying anything in your life, any any weight, today's the day, I believe, where you can come and release it. So right now, could we just all close our eyes? If you're here and you're carrying a burden, a concern, if you're carrying whatever, right now, why don't you just whisper to God? Say, God, take that thing away. God, help me. On this Easter, help me. Remove that off my life. If you need a miracle, if you need a miracle, ask him for it. Ask him. He will hear. He will hear. He will hear. He will hear. He is so for you. He is so for you. He is so for you. God, we thank you for this Easter. We thank you for every life here. We thank you you love and you care for each person. We thank you no one has come here by accident here today. Everyone is here on purpose. You've called them here. You care about every life. We thank you, Lord God. You touch every person. That here today their faith would have grown. That here today they would know that you are always there for them to come and exchange our weaknesses, our struggles, our problems, our issues and exchange it with you for what you have for us. Oh, we're so grateful. We're so grateful for the cross of Jesus Christ. We're so grateful for the empty tomb on Resurrection Sunday. Holy Spirit, rain down and touch every life here. In Jesus' name, as we sing this song right now, we praise you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord.